Welcome to the Jaguar King podcast, where we breed wild cats and feed them expired Walmart meat. Today's episode, we're going to be breaking down the 2020 preview for the Jacksonville Jaguars slash kind of roster breakdown. So last year, Jacksonville Jaguars finished 6-10 and 10 somehow. I have generally no idea how they uh, mustered any victories last year. Last year, as everyone knows, uh, they brought in Nick Foles. He broke his collarbone. Uh, first freaking play. Rookie six-round pick comes in, crushes it. Next week, our cornerback is ready to throw blows with the coach. All of a sudden, there's an old guy in the office shaking his fist. Our pets' heads are falling off. It's, it, was, it was chaos last year, and somehow they mustered out uh, six wins, and I think a lot of that is due to that rookie QB, which is Gardner Minshew. So I think for the first uh, part of this, I want to get into uh, the roster, and I think you have to start at the QB room. So with that being said, Gardner Minshew, the most alpha guy probably in the NFL. I don't think he has any beta bones in his body. So I'm a little bit biased here because for the last decade of quarterback play, um, we have not had accurate QB. So anybody who's remotely close to the receiver, that's our guy. So yeah, I just think he has all the intangibles. Players rallied behind him last year. Uh, even at times when like it was a chance Nick Foles can like come back, he's finally get to be a starter, and they're giving him the reins to that offense. So I think that we're gonna see him shine next year. I honestly do. The only thing I think that he is lacking in is he. I think he tends to fall in love with the target. He talk. He he stares down DJ Shark sometimes in the middle of the field. Sometimes some loser gets open, and he's not seeing it because you know he'll make that throw to DJ Shark who usually winds up making that catch so it kind of works out but it's like you know those habits that you kind of want to not have uh, and then after him I think it's the red pistol um, Mike Glennon he uh, veteran I don't think I don't even know who the hell he played for last year to be honest I don't think he even played I think they just like stumbled upon him so he's in there uh, veteran backup I guess if anything happens to Minshew um, I guess cool I don't know to really think of that. For the third, I'm assuming they're going to keep Josh Dobbs because they traded a fifth-round pick for him. I think that's kind of the QB room. Minshew, Glenn, and then Dobbs, and then I think they'll throw Jake Lutton uh, out at the uh, practice squad um, just because what else are you going to do with that guy, huh? Then we hand it off over to the running back room. So the running back room is led by Leonard Fournette, who um, I don't know if you guys have seen, but he is... um, He's putting a $100 bill in his uh, back plate at practice. So I guess if he doesn't get a new contract, at least he's starting his savings account. No, but honestly, I don't think he, I think he will get another contract. I just don't see Jacksonville breaking the bag for him just because I didn't pick up his fifth-year option. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like, you know, like he probably doesn't want to be here, to be honest, with all the stuff in the past. He had his best season last year, and I kind of didn't feel like it. I don't think he even fit that scheme or zone read and stuff like that, which is not his strong suit. He's a north and south runner. When there's a hole and he sees the hole, he goes through it, he'll get you those five yards. But when he needs to create for himself, that's kind of his downfall. I think he'll have a good season with this new scheme. It's more power running. Um, and I think he'll set himself up to get paid, just probably not in Jacksonville. And then behind them is Chris Thompson, who they just brought over, uh, familiar with Jay Gruden's system, and he's more of that pass catcher, elusive guy that the team doesn't really have because their um, last year was Raquel Armstead, who's kind of a similar skill set to Fournette. Then we move over to the wide receiver room. So that is led by DJ Shark. So is it Chark or is it Shark? I don't think I've actually even heard him say his name. 
Uh, kind of reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you guys watched The Simpsons, when that one guy is like, they're doing that one lawyer scene with that one French guy, and he's like, uh, they're trying to say clam chowder, and that one guy's like, I, I gave him the chowder, and the one guy's like, it's chowder. So I wonder if that's what happened in the draft room. He's going to go in as a number one receiver. He broke out last year. He had some phenomenal catches. I think creating separation is his kind of downfall. He's really fast at a straight line speed, but just that route running, I don't think he's uh, perfected it yet. But, I mean, 1,000-yard season last year, and he was just there when you needed him. So I think he's going to continue that. I think him and Minshew kind of have trust in each other, and that kind of works out for them. After him, though, it kind of falls off. I mean, Chris Conley, he's fast, decent route runner, but – he doesn't really scare you in any type of thing he does. And uh, one guy I'm excited about, though, is Huncho Visca. If you guys don't know him, follow him on the gram. It's my boy. Um, he's 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 got that ability to make people miss in open field, which I don't think anybody in the Jaguars roster really has. His ability makes, makes guys miss. So you throw him those little uh, bubble screens, um, throw him you know, those uh, short slants, things like that, to give him space to work. And I think he's going to be good. Those guys aren't always the number one threat. But they last in the league, right? I think of a guy like Cordell Patterson, who's kind of a similar skill set, right? Returner, a guy who never really lived up to his potential. Um, he's had a place in his league for a long time. So I think he's kind of be, he's, he's going to be one of those guys, but I think he can be even better than that. And also, it's filled out by D.D. Westbrook. I'd have, I have no idea how he survived in this league. By now, he's like 110 pounds, and I don't think I've seen anybody get blasted more than he does, but he honestly just gets up as if, like, nobody hit him, and I don't know if he's, like, faking it. If he is, he's doing a good job. So he provides depth there. Uh, I think, I don't know what it's like. He, he's always that one guy you think is going to break out, and then something happens, whether it's QB play. I don't know. You know what I mean? But um, we'll see how he does this year. He honestly might even be put on the trading block because of – um, they drafted the two rookies, so maybe he gets put out there to fix that D-line, which I'll kind of get into, but um, that's kind of what I think he offers to the team is that um, mental, I guess, that toughness, right? If your freaking wide receiver is getting his neck twisted at 110 pounds, you better not be complaining over there, you know? And then they brought in Colin Johnson, who's like, uh, you know, that red zone target, right? It's always good to have that skyscraper when, you know, he just sits in the back of the end zone and quarterback's running for his life and he just, you know, uh, the Red Sea parts and he's just back there. Keelan Cole is another guy. Um, hope he makes the team. I think he just adds that, um, you know, that speed and depth. And he honestly makes some awesome catches. Then, and then the other pass catchers are the little beefier guys. So they brought in Tyler Eifert, who's familiar with the Spider 2Y banana, which is the only reason they brought him in. Um, and I think that's the only play in his playbook. So I think he'll do good there unless he gets injured because I know he's had injury problems, but I think he's going to be the starter going in. Uh, the other guy they drafted last year, um, Josh Oliver. So he put on uh, some muscle on his frame, and apparently his body couldn't hold that frame and broke his foot. So he's on an IR. Sucks for the dude because last year he was on battling injuries. Comes back, gets jacked, body can't hold himself. He's done. And Oshag Hennessy, I think uh, he just provides that depth in case those, you know, um, case Eifert goes on or something like that. You know, you got a guy who, you know, who's been in with the Jaguars for a while and he, uh, he gets the job done. That's really all you can really say about him. And he just slide down a little bit to the offensive line. Um, so Robinson's coming off an ACL. In reality, I think everyone forgets the guy's like 300 pounds. Like your knee has to hold up 300 pounds. Like that's a lot. Um, so we'll see how he does. He's saying he's healthy this year. He feels a lot better. And if that's the case, I think he's going to go back to, you know, being a serviceable left tackle.
And then uh, left guard, I think Andrew Noel is going to stay. They paid so much money for that guy. But honestly, he's just a guy with long hair. He's just a guy with lustrous locks just hanging around. Um, last year he had some bad games. I think they were exacerbated by just, you know, the turnstile at left tackle. And then I think everyone expected more out of him just because of that huge contract. And he was rated, you know, such a high left guard. And at center, I think Linder obviously is going to start. And he's just been consistent. He doesn't get enough credit for what he does, but I guess that's the downfall of working at a small market. AJ Cannon at right guard. Honestly, I think that's the position that's going to be up in the air, and he might lose that spot to uh, Ben Barch. Uh, I heard that um, Ben Barch has been forcing a lot of the staff members and players to drink his smoothie, and I think that's going to, you know, give him some uh, playing time. And then I think Juwan Taylor will kind of just keep building on that right tackle uh, spot and he'll keep building on that um, year he had last year. And that pretty much sums up the offense. Um, obviously, new co- new coordinator coming in, one of the Gruden bros. He's creative, and he's not, and he you know likes to use the pieces he has. So I think guys like uh, Lavisca Chanel, who I thought was Russian when they drafted him, but, uh, I like coaches who like to you know use the talents of their players rather than trying to fit him in a system. And he seems like that type of coach. So we'll see how he does. Maybe even he's the coach halfway through when one of the coaches shit their pants. Anyway, moving um, to the defense. And a lot of people think that um, the offense was, like, the reason for the struggles last year. And in some games they were, but in reality that defense was absolutely brutal, notably the run defense. And Jacksonville spent some picks. Uh, They spent the um, third-round pick on Devon Hamilton, and they also brought in free agents. And all the free agents left. Um, I'm pretty sure that like they just showed film from last year, and they're just like, wait, we got to fix this? Oh, no, yeah, I got COVID. But no, Rodney Gunther had like an, a genuine, uh, he had a heart issue, and then also Al Woods left due to what's going on. So yeah, so I think the D-line is like right now, to me, I think the scariest part, not in a good way, of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because I think that last year that run defense absolutely was brutal. And then, honestly, I just felt like other teams could do whatever they want on them. Um, And that was really, I think that was their downfall, and it would be their downfall this year. I think their defense is the, if they were the worst team in the NFL, I think it's because of their defense. So, obviously, with the D-line, we have the elephant in the room. Yannick Ngakwe, will he play? I think he will. I'm just thinking, if you, you know, you want money, you want to be paid the way you want to be paid. Um, I know you don't want to play, I know he doesn't want to play for Jacksonville, but I mean, he's missing out on a lot of money because, I mean, it's like $17 million sitting right um, $17 million sitting right in front of him. Why did, I, if I, hey, if that's me, I'm playing, I'm milking a little bit, you know what I mean, don't give full effort. Other teams will understand. So we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously he's a Pro Bowl player, um, but for whatever reason they can't get that deal done. He doesn't want to be here anymore. Tag him, unfair. Probably, I think it is honestly unfair, but... Um, I think he'll play. I mean, I think he'll wind up playing. He's going to hold out until whenever, and then he'll just be like, fuck it. And then on the other side is obviously Josh Allen, and he's coming off a Pro Bowl year. And um, by all accounts, if he continues doing what he's doing, I think he's going to do well. And then they also um, drafted Chase Sun out of LSU. Uh, Swiper's still swiping, I think, um, whatever he says on Instagram. I don't know what that means, but the guy's jacked out of his mind, so I'm not going to pokemon at all uh, he's another guy too he's he's so muscular his hamstring gave out couldn't hold himself up so we see how he comes along i don't know if he's like i said if yannick doesn't play he gets thrown in there 
which I think is kind of the best thing for a rookie sink or swim type shit. Again, like I kind of mentioned a little bit before, the run defense was awful last year. Um, right now, um, RB Jones and Taven Bryan are kind of the, I think, the two starting at the tackle positions. RB Jones, a veteran, he kind of gets the job done. He has some flashes, but sometimes gets, uh, you know, what are you going to do, right? Um, and then Taven Bryan, I don't know. I mean, is this the years he breaks out? My favorite Taven Bryan play, I don't know if it was against the Dolphins preseason. I feel like it was against the Dolphins. He, like, gunned through the line, and then, like, I think the fucking quarterback or whoever was literally just, like, on the outside of him just, like, having a field day, and he's just like, hmm. So uh, that's, like, the first thing I think of when I think of him. So if he, like, cuts that out and then kind of just, like, does the first part more consistently, I think he'll be good, but... I mean, we'll see. He was kind of a reach when they picked him, and there's a lot of, you know, first-round pick. Everyone's, like, ready for him to, you know, rip heads off. So we'll see what happens there. But those are the two guys going in as starters, and unless they make some sort of trade or something, that just sounds scary to me. Obviously, they have Devon Hamilton, who they drafted, and a lot with defensive line and run defense in particular. It's really uh, about run fits and uh, leverage and being positioned. So it's a lot of a... um, from a coaching standpoint, can be kind of masked um, if you don't have, I guess, the talent to just, like, win your one-on-ones all the time. Um, but with that being said, Todd Walsh is the coordinator. And then, uh, so then going to the secondary, well, I guess the before the secondary, uh, the linebacker room. Um, so first we'll start with Miles Jack. Uh, he was out of position last year. He played that middle linebacker spot, which I don't know if it was just a whole new thing to him. He had to do the, uh, um, you know, the play calling. He had to do the play calling. He had to make sure everyone was in their check so he couldn't focus on his assignment. But he seemed to be out of position a lot, and he seemed to be kind of over in his head. You know, he'd be doing that pumping thing all the time, but I don't think anyone was listening. But, uh, I mean, he has all the, I think, the athletic ability. Um, I think I think he should have been a Pro Bowler that one year in 2017 where just, like, the whole defense went to the Pro Bowl. But then after that, he kind of left a lot to be desired. But if he makes the Pro Bowl this year, I think I'm going to buy one of his candles. Then they signed the middle linebacker, Joe uh, Orange Sherbert. Um, he's a solid pickup. Um and I think we really needed that middle linebacker to move Miles Jack to his like natural position. Perhaps maybe Miles Jack was like, "Hey, if you come here, you know, I'll give you a couple candles. We'll get in the business, twenty percent. You know, something. Uh, really get a piece of that candle business because you know what, the NFL doesn't last forever. And if you got a, if you got a couple things going for you, you start selling a little bit. You know, to the guys in your team, like, what do you think of this candle, huh? Think about all this funk in here, all these guys sweating, all you smelling this candle, right?" Now, all of a sudden, you're thinking, I'm coming here. I'm a new guy. You know, maybe, you know, maybe it is a good business, right? Maybe I want my own candles. Maybe I don't want his candles, but maybe it gets some ideas running in my head, you know? Uh, with that being said, I think he's going to do well. I think he's going to be that middle linebacker. But on the other end, uh, the other um, outside linebacker, I think going into the season was Quincy Williams. And he showed some flashes last year. He, like, uh, a couple times he completely whiffed, and the other times I think he, like, broke someone's spine when he tackled them. He had some good moments last year, but he's coming in. He has injured, and then he's coming in again injured, and obviously that sucks. And then um, so I think kind of behind him for that depth is Leon Jacobs, and uh, his biceps are huge. His biceps are probably as big as my whole torso. 
So I'm not going to say anything about him either. And then they brought in Cassius Marsh over from uh, the Seattle and former Seattle and former San Francisco 49er. I don't know if you know who he played for last year. Um, but he brought them in. Uh, but he's more of a hybrid guy. He's more of that pass rusher. I don't think he really fits that traditional 4-3, uh, you know, um, I'm going to twist your neck, linebacker. All right, so we head to the DB room. So um, obviously last year uh, we lost superstar corner. Um, so w- when we lost him, Trey Herndon, uh, I think he stepped up. Um, he actually he led the team in picks, and I think he uh, I think at times he like you know flashed, and but also times he was like eh. I think at times when he like shut down the opposing like you know he shut down a fade route or something. You're just like yeah, how about them apples, huh? You know what I mean? Like we don't need you. You know you could go you could go to the Rams. We don't need you. And then other times when, like, he got, like, smoked, you're just, like, looking around, like, oh, he's undrafted. What are you going to do? But I think he was serviceable last year, and honestly, he he stepped up considering whose uh, shoes he was filling, and he stepped up, like, he played pretty well. He didn't, he wasn't that bad. Um, so I think him, and then obviously Henderson, who they just drafted, CJ Henderson out of Florida, I think they're good. He's going to have growing pains as a rookie, but he has kind of all the tools and athletic ability to be good in that position. I think the biggest thing for him, though, obviously everyone's going to compare him to Ramsey. I don't think he should be. He's his own player. But, of course, when he's coming to fill those shoes, everyone's going to be like... And then DJ Hayden will be at the uh, nickel spot. And then he played pretty good last year considering the awful defense that it was. He was kind of the lone bright spot. And uh, they brought in Josiah Scott from Michigan State, who's been... I guess he's, by all accounts, he's had a good camp so far. And I think, uh, you know, he's going to provide some depth there for that nickel spot at the safety spot Ronnie uh Ronnie Harrison Ronnie go live he's uh does everything live nothing pre-recorded nothing uh you know nothing predetermined so that's why I respect him he played well last year um he uh I think he just I think coverage is kind of like I think coverage is like his downfall right now so I think if he cleans that up he's going to be honestly a solid safety um, he makes some good plays, and then also kind of the same thing as that inconsistent thing. Uh, and Gerard Wilson at the free safety, he was pretty quiet, so I guess that's a good thing, right? Uh, he didn't hear his name a lot. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's the way you look at it. Is it good or bad? Who knows, you know? I guess he's still on the team, and they didn't draft a safety, so he's doing pretty good. So at special teams, that kicker, they got Josh Lambeau, and he was – I think he should have went to the Pro Bowl last year. I think he's going to continue that. Ever since we signed him, he's been uh, an awesome pickup for us. So I think he's going to continue that, um, you know, the trend of making field goals because uh, we had some kickers who just, like, didn't. So I think he's going to continue the good trend. Uh, and then a punter um, – punters are people too, right? Uh, Logan Cook was solid last year. Um you know, he does a good job flipping the field and stuff like that. But, okay, I mean, that was pretty much just a slight roster breakdown of kind of what I'm expecting uh, or slight roster breakdown of kind of what I think we're going in, head into the season and what this season's going to look like. Um, I think it really falls down on the quarterback. Like most teams, you go as far as your quarterback. And I think if you have facial hair, you probably like our chances. If you don't have facial hair, you're lacking a mustache, you're probably hating a little bit, thinking we're going to be the worst team in the league. But um, I don't think so. I think Minshew has a good year. I think he kind of breaks out. And um, I think he proves those people without mustaches um, 
you know, wrong. I think that he is going to be a good quarterback. He's accurate. Let me know what you guys think about the Jaguars roster. Um, Let me know if you guys think that any of my assessments were way off. Uh, They probably were. Um, And then, uh, you know, just let me know what you think going into the season, kind of what the win-loss prediction will be. I think that's going to be the next video. Um, It's too early to tell, but I think think I'm going to do that next video, win-loss, and then when uh, I'll I'll probably throughout the – Throughout the series, before every game, I'm going to preview every game, and um, those are probably going to subject to change. But it's always fun to just figure out what they're going to be going into it. So if you guys stuck around, thank you for listening. Um, Plenty more of this will come uh, down the road. And if you want to follow me, you can find me on Instagram at Armin underscore Moose. Um, That's like my personal account, but I'll put updates whenever I put a video out and stuff like that. With that being said, hope you guys enjoyed the video. And comment, like, and subscribe. And uh, see you next week. Maybe.